There's a Vogue Knitting Crochet magazine. And instead of calling it Vogue Crochet, they call it Vogue Knitting Crochet. That makes sense. Welcome to the Bicycle Podcast. Your favorite crafty queer Canadian content. Brought to you by the letter Y. No, S. S? All of my things today start with S. Well, I was thinking yarn. Oh. No, I have my sweater softening saga. And then I also have my super cool new socks. Super sweet new socks. Uh-huh. And your cool. silly face business. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my face? That's offensive. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. It's just silly. <laughs> Should we not elaborate? We'll just like leave it like that. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> There's something wrong with my face. You don't know what it is. You got lettuce in your teeth. You couldn't even see that. You no. And also who eats lettuce? Gross. Yeah, you gotta put a picture up for the store notes. No. Show for notes. Absolutely not. For our audio listeners, which is all of you because we only have an audio podcast. <laughs> <You> always say <laughs> audio listeners. I don't know. John has a mustache. And no other facial hair, just the mustache. Like my dad in the 90s. <laughs> it's come a long way from the like shitty teen stash I had 10 years ago. So it's true. It's amazing what <laughs> doing hormones for 10 years will do to you. <laughs> well, you're rocking it. What's up? How's your life? I go to class. Nice. That's it. It consumes me. How's Clobber? She likes to cause problems. I love that for her. I don't. (laughs) She doesn't let me sleep. There are like six doors in my house that just stay closed all the time because they lead to closets and other places she doesn't need to go. (laughs) And she doesn't accept this. So slowly, all of these doors are being covered up by like boxes that she jumps on top of. And this morning she managed to like wedge herself in between the box and the door. Oh no! So she's she's very determined. I'll, I'll I'll give that to her. She's determined. I love that for her. Did she like the snitch? Yeah, she liked it for a second because mm-hmm. it was a new thing, <laughs> and then I threw it for her to go get it. Like, because she she loves chasing her ball, and like she'll jump when it bounces, and like, no, she's very silly. The snitch doesn't bounce, it so doesn't bounce. it's less interesting. And I threw it and she kind of like looked at it and then like looked at me and was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? Not bouncing. It, it doesn't roll. Like this is not a fun toy. So I have a catnip spray and I sprayed it with a catnip spray and then she just drooled on it for a little bit. <laughs> that is everything I could ask for <laughs> in a crochet cat toy snitch. I made one for another cat friend. Or, well, friend with cat, I guess. Mostly cat for cat friend. friend. Cat friend. And he loved it. And he would like throw it around with his mouth and go run after it like he was a little seeker. It was so cute. I love cats so much. Cats are good. Speaking of cats, how's your uh, crochet cat? I honestly have not touched going? it since the last time we talked about it. Cool. Good talk. Yep. <laughs> I've been working on my find your fade, but I don't know. My classes are more interesting this semester well that's good so I'm like knitting in class less so I'm just generally knitting less it's coming along it's big yo that's so pretty 
Look at all those colors and how smoothly they fade together. It wasn't even intentional. Anyway, how's your cats? Um, my super cool crochet cat cardigan is 17 inches of cats. That's so many inches. It's a lot of inches. Wait, you've you've done 17 inches in the last two weeks? Yes, I have. Holy shit. Technically 17 plus five inches because I had to rip out five inches. Ooh. Yeah, I started decreasing. I don't know what was going on with my brain. But I started decreasing shortly after I put in the pockets because I was just excited, I guess. Well, you're going to make a crop cardigan? It's a crop cardigan with pockets. Um, and then, yeah, I realized I had a cropped cardigan and was like, no. What's wrong? So I had to rip those back. So I've done 17 plus five inches in the last two weeks. Yeah. So I'm at the part now of splitting for the sleeves. So now each of the side panels and the back panel will be working separately. And I hope it works out. Because I mean, I feel like that's a pretty easy enough thing to do with crochet. Yeah. You just stop and then just go back to it. Yeah, I'm worried. I mean, more about the shape thing. Mm. I don't know. How are you going to do the sleeves? Are you going to do the sleeves in pattern or are you just going to do them? Solid? I haven't. I have gone through so many different thoughts because it's like I'm going for like comfy cottage core cat cardigan. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just like nailing the alliteration today. All about alliterations. And so it's in like warm neutrals. I have a rust brown taupe white and like mustard not white like cream like a warm white so it's got that like comfy comfy cardigan vibe and all the trim is in the rest the collar's gonna be in the rest so then I was like I could do the sleeves in just the rest but then it'll look like I have a cat vest with red sleeves and like that's a look you can do them in stripes nope (laughs) (laughs) I mean I technically could but nope um shut down (laughs) i don't know so the because you have to decrease on the sleeves otherwise you're just gonna have balloon sleeves which i don't want so i could like do the pattern all the way around and then just decrease and like hope nobody sees the inside of my arm because it's gonna look like a weird monster alien cat as they decrease or i could just do like stacks of like a single stack of cat all along the outside and then solid on the inside yeah and then decrease there mm-hmm. but that would mean i'd have to make a new chart which i don't love so yeah that's where i'm at hmm. it's a tough one it is a tough one i could also just do like the cat faces instead of like because the the body has like their bodies and they're all like stacks of cats but i could just do like cat faces i don't know we'll see but i am feeling slightly more confident about my made up design because we got an email from a listener named rose who affirmed that knitting uh, crocheting cardigans in the way that cardigans are knit is a real thing and makes sense so that was helpful <laughs> um and she'd said she'd said that cafe cafe coffee i feel like it would be cafe Cafe, K-A-F-F-E. I feel like this is a name that everyone knows and they're going to be like, wow, you're a dummy. Cafe Facets, early projects. That's how he does the sweaters, like up the back, add on stitches for the arm and then come over the top dividing for the center. 
and then completing each set separately, which is a lot more work than what I'm doing. So if that works, then mine probably will. Interestingly, Rose also said that if it's wool, you could even do a steek, which is for knitting. When you do like feral collar work or it doesn't even have to be, it could be whatever you want. It could be stockinette, live your life. But you work your project in the round and you leave like a gutter of stockinette or garter. Um, and then when you're done your tube, then you just cut down the garter, which it's is a horrifying er, prospect. Gutter. Yeah, horrifying. It makes me want to die every time I think about it. It's like, why, why? But the con the the concept is you cut and you like work in extra an extra length of fabric that you will then use to go over the cut edge the like, like the raw cut edge yeah and create like a hem that will stop that from unraveling and there's a few different ways to do it none of which I'm going to explain now because I don't want to but it's very cool and it's a really easy way of doing um, doing color work and then having a flat piece instead of having to deal with working in the back side of color work which is the worst but I've never heard of that being done for crochet so that's super interesting I don't know if that is a thing if crochet I meant to look that up before we started talking about it but now I'm talking about it and I haven't looked it up so if you've ever <laughs> seeked crochet let us know how'd it work I'm not nearly confident enough in my abilities to even attempt it no 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 I would not. But that is definitely a thing I could do. Well, it's it won't be. Because... Next time. On the next cardigan you make. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I did forget how fast crochet goes. And holy heck, color work crochet is so much easier than knitting crochet. Wait, knitting color work. Or knitting crochet, but that's hard. Oh, I did that one time. You did that. It goes so fast. The color changes are so easy. It's great. I'm I am enjoying this project far more than I thought I was, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. I think it'll look so cute. Me so cozy cottage core. Yeah. I was stressing about where to put the pockets because I worked like invisible pockets in, and I was very stressed about where to put them because I hadn't decided like I wasn't sure about the final measurements for the full sweater, and so like what if the pockets are wrong and then the pockets sit up too high? I'm gonna have to like look yeah I'm gonna look silly with my hands in my pockets if they're like up on my rib cage or something and like it was a very stressful thing so I was spending way too much time on that and then Mike was like why 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 are you stressing with this just put them on and then make the sweater the length you want like <laughs> this seems not worth the stress and I said and I, I had my hands in my pockets like the silly way of like this is where, this is what I would look like. And I just want people to see me wearing my crochet cat cardigan and think I'm cool. And he laughed for like two minutes. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I can be cool in crochet. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, think my, I think I figured out the pocket situation. Color work is going good. It's great. Long story short, I'm going to be it. super cool in my crochet cat cardigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of things that our audio listeners have said to us, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we had at least one listener be very concerned about my sweater in the freezer situation and breaking it, like my <laughs> hair. 
So I am happy to confirm that freezing a sweater does not make it as breakable as frozen hair. So you didn't break your sweater. No. Did you, did you soften it? So, so I decided to do all of the things. Right. Um, so I soaked it in Euclid first and did not notice a difference. So then I soaked it in tepid water with shampoo and I let that soak for like an hour because I forgot about it. <laughs> and then I took that out and I like squished out all the water and then I worked um, conditioner in and I kind of just like squirted the conditioner on like it was ketchup on a hamburger so. mm -hmm. um, and then kind of worked it in. And then once I did that, I realized I was working it into the front, like the right side of the sweater. And that's not the side that is causing the problems. But then I realized I went back and read all the things and realized no one specified. So I, then I kind of panicked. So then I turned it inside out. And then I also worked conditioner into the inside of the sweater. Um, and now I'm almost out of conditioner. <laughs> then I put it, it said to just put it in the freezer. Like with put the it, conditioner in it? Oh, no, I rinsed that out. No, wait. Yeah. I let that sit for like an hour and then I rinsed it out. And then I put it in the freezer, but it said to just put it in the freezer, but I am not the 1% and don't have a freezer big enough to put an unfolded sweater in. So I had to fold it quite a lot to put it in a bag. I didn't have a freezer bag that fit a sweater. So I put it in a garbage bag and just kind of like tied it real tight. Sure. It's the same thing. And I put it in the freezer for what was supposed to be uh, 24 to 48 hours. And, and then ended up being 24 times seven hours because mm -hmm. I super forgot about it. So I pulled it out after a week and, oh, it was frozen. Um, it's good to know that your freezer works. My freezer works. My sweater was frozen. I tried to unfold it and it was like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, so I kind of just left it sitting on the floor for a while uh -huh. until it was malleable and it seemed a bit softer while it was cold and wet but while I was unfolding it and kind of like mushing it back into place like a bunch of hair came out well not hair like wool bits which I assume were the pokey eddy bits that were to break off in the freezer but then I realized it was actually a really satisfying stim to just like pull them all off uh -huh. so I spent way too long doing this and I ended up getting that much. A handful. Like a, like a literal handful. A literal handful of pokey outy bits came off, which I assume must make it softer because those are the culprits. I would say, I don't know, tennis ball? Somewhere between a golf ball and a tennis ball. I'll post a picture. So that seemed promising. But then as I was doing that, I realized that like, what if I was pulling out fiber from the plies and therefore making the yarn a looser ply and more scratchy? So then I stopped doing that, which is sad. So I waited two days for it to dry because my apartment is very humid. And then eventually I just stuck it outside in the 30 degree weather and it dried in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I put it on and it was okay. It was, it was definitely softer before when I put it on I was nearing meltdown to like in a rush to get it off my body because it felt so bad and this 
I had on long enough to take a sweater picture. So that's definitely progress. Stuff in the right direction. Yeah. But then I was very concerned about the whole, like, what if I just made the yarn worse? You ruined the structural integrity. Yeah. Also, it it unblocks. So the sweater was smaller than when I had started, which I did not care for because it was already child-sized. So I actually did the whole process again. I soaked it in shampoo and then I did the shampoo massage or conditioner massage. And then I soaked it with that still in. Then I put it in a bowl of water with a quarter cup of conditioner to just like extra soft it. Oh, I forgot something. Did you ever do the vinegar? I did. And now I can't remember when. This sweater has been through hell and back. Yeah. When did I do that? Anyway, at some point I also did the vinegar. Oh, I did the vinegar after the conditioner because then it smelled like conditioner and vinegar. And I remember you being like, it's going to smell bad. And I was like, no, screw you. It won't. And it totally did. Um, so that was also a contributing factor into starting the whole process again. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I did that. I did it again. I soaked the conditioner. I soaked the sweater with the conditioner for an hour. And then I put it back in the freezer. <laughs> and I took it out two days later and it's currently defrosting. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think after this one, I'm just going to try Euclid again. Because mm-hmm. Euclid actually has lanolin, which is the thing that coats wool to make it softer. Um, and that's usually put into yarn if it doesn't already like naturally have it. Um, so really, Euclid should have solved my problem in the first place. So I'm just going to bring it back full circle. Start with Euclid. See how it goes. And if it still doesn't work, then we have a super cute store sample. Burn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, so that was the other thing. So Mike said that to soften sweaters, you can just burn them. What? Yeah. And you just take a lighter and like quickly, like just run the tip of the flame over the sticky eddy bits and then they burn off and it's fine. And this is just a thing that people do. So I guess that's actually my next... I don't know. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a swatch. Yeah, first. I wouldn't dive right into burning it. It does make sense that we have completely opposite ways of dealing with a problem because that is our entire relationship. You so like, you freeze and he burns. <laughs> Usually, I'm the more fire inclined one though, so that that was an interesting twist. I am so glad that I have never had this problem because I don't know what I would do with myself. <laughs> I would put it down and just walk away and never return to it. I mean, to be fair, you do that with a lot of your stuff, your, mm-hmm. your FOs. Yeah, if, um, I, if I don't do anything, I just give them to my sister. <laughs> so, because apparently, I think, I, I will confirm before I set my sweater on fire, but I'm very <laughs> certain that wool doesn't burn. Um, so there, there could potentially be merit to this wild suggestion that he just threw out like it was no big deal. Okay, but like if you... Can shampoo and conditioner it as if it were hair? Does hair burn? Have you ever smelled burning hair? No. Why would I ever smell burning hair? Because sometimes hair burns. No. My hair freezes and snaps off. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Listeners. Yeah. Have you ever set your mitts on fire? Dude, we're going to do a poll. Should I set my sweater on fire? (laughs) (laughs) When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set your sweater on fire? (laughs) Um, yeah, so I don't know. Tune in next week for an update on 
weather will burns i guess i'm so glad that you knit this sweater so that we have this saga and we actually have content from multiple episodes oh yeah no we're gonna fucking sail on this maybe i should do the burning first and then euclid to clean off all the singe bits probably yeah is euclid flammable you're flammable you should stay away from this pro- from this project i intend to <laughs> hmm hmm Gonna do some science. It's only science if you write it down. I'm recording it. Are you making a vlog? Are you gonna do like a? Um, no, but I did take a bunch of pictures for the show notes and posterity. So I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, I also took a video of it being a frozen block of sweater that I dropped on the ground, and it goes <laughs> clunk. <laughs> it would have been great if like shattered your kitchen tiles or something. <laughs> And then explaining to my landlord that, like, sorry, my sweater broke my tiles. It made a very frozen noise. It was actually great because my neck is still entirely fucked up. And then when I took it out of the freezer, it appeared like, to be more mobile. So it's actually my back, my lower back now. So, like, my neck still, I can move it without the excruciating pain that I had before. But all of the pain is just like radiating to my lower back, which I cannot move whatsoever. So that's super fun. My physio, I went to physio and he said it would be, could be four to six weeks. Like that was a, like, that was an exciting, cool, like, don't worry. It's only four to six weeks. And I just like looked at him. I don't know what my face was doing, but he was like very like, Oh God, no. I mean, that's good. I mean, there's some people that come in here and they're in here for like six months. So you won't be that. And like, what, six weeks isn't that long. And like, it's not like you're going to be bad. And he just, I made him very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also got him watching Avatar, didn't you? I did. I really, I think he got more out of the session than I did because he's going to go home and watch Avatar The Last Airbender now, which is, how, I'm, I'm happy How for did him. that even come up? How doesn't it come up? Like, find me a conversation that I can't bring Avatar into. We have a knitting podcast. Look what we're talking about. (laughs) He was showing me stretches because apparently physio isn't just, hey, we'll fix your thing. It's, hey, you have homework. Yeah, homework. Fuck that noise. Not paying for someone to give me homework. (laughs) But one of the stretches was that he showed me how to do was like literally the redirecting lightning move and I was like hey have you watched Avatar and he was like yeah and I was like this is like Iroh's redirecting lightning move and he was like what did he think you meant the James you sure did (laughs) you sure did (laughs) I haven't even seen it like I've never I saw it in 3D when it came out but like the 3D where you wear the real donkey glasses and have to keep moving your head to see the whole thing. I hate when that was like such a big thing because like wearing the 3D glasses over glasses sucks. Wearing adult size glasses when your head is the size of a child's head also sucks because then I had to hold them to my face like a nerd on the nose bridge. And they then move child my head. sizes, didn't they? Why did you just get a child size? Not for adult movies at adult theaters. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like porn. Like- <laughs> 3D porn. <laughs> Ew. What was the rest of your alliterative excitement? You had something else that was S. Dude, I have super sweet socks. Super mm. sweet short row socks. 
I'm killing this. Did you mention this in the last one that you found a new short where you liked, or was that like a Stitch Night or something? No, I mentioned this on that other podcast that we did. We were invited to be on a video podcast. <laughs> Which is a super cool, it was a super cool new podcast called Frankenfrog. Um, and it's done by, it's hosted by a Toronto-based knitter um, who wants, and she wants to just do a podcast about Toronto yarn stuff, which is super rad. And we are Toronto yarn stuff, so we were invited to be on it. We had a ton of fun talking about Drag Race and I think probably also yarn. I took that opportunity to show off the new sock kit that I'm working on for Knit Me. Um, it's going to be a beginner top-down sock because apparently that's what people want to do. But I'm working on a new sock kit for Knit Me, um, beginner sock, top-down, like super vanilla pattern. If you've never made socks, this is the easiest sock. And I thought that I had, you know, really locked down the easiest short row, being the German short row. But you kind of burst that bubble when you a said you didn't like it and b called my heels wonky so i mean (laughs) you brought them to my attention i only confirmed their well i mean yeah technically but that's not what i wanted you know (laughs) so now i'm insecure about my heels my sock heels so i found another method that is actually easier than the german short row Oh, turns out my German short heels are wonky because I was doing them wrong. <laughs> so that was that was fine and cool. <laughs> I did them for two different socks and cannot remember how to do them now. I wrap and turns are. I mean, you're still wrong about that. But for the German short row, I I just read. I read like a brief description of the stitch and it's like, you bring the yarn to the back and you pull it till there's double stitch. And I was like, cool. I don't need to read anything else. I got this. So apparently that's not all it is. Um, (laughs) The way the yarn is when you start is important. And the way you like, there's a lot of factors into it that I didn't do. So wonky. Um, But this one's so much easier and it's called the shadow wrap. Um, And it's very similar to lifted increase. And so you basically just increase a second stitch invisibly near invisibly into the into the heel to increase the wedge and they're super easy to spot because they're just two stitches instead of one and then when you're done you decrease them into one stitch again to narrow the wedge and then boom you're done so easy and when i and in the the way it looks on a finished heel is just like a little l shape it's just like each stitch is just a cute little l and it's like super invisible it creates a nice straight line much less wonky than my incorrect German short rows. Very clean. And I did them in a bright pink yarn that matches my bright pink needles. And I'm feeling pretty great about it. <laughs> I feel like I've had very little to contribute to this episode because literally all of my time and energy is going into class right now, which is like probably a good thing. And, mm-hmm. But no, I just, it, I have nothing to contribute to this episode. So in that vein, our um, Zodiac quiz thing for this week is what should you, what major should you declare in college based on your Zodiac sign? Oh no. (laughs) Mine's going to be fine arts. You think? Yeah. Are you like, is that your final answer? Yeah. 
or English? I just, it, there, I have, there's so much preamble. I just have to scroll so much. Oh, it's like getting recipes online. Speaking of recipes, <laughs> cancer should be a designer or culinary major. Imagine. Wait, cancer, I am a designer. Cancer would do good in a culinary or design-related field. You're someone who prides themselves on looking good, living good, and feeling good. Literally also, you also, <laughs> <laughs> you also love right extending that to those you care about in your life. You can combine the two in a design-related field or culinary field. People would be looking to you to feel good in these fields, which is something you'd be able to take pride in as a cancerian individual. That's silly and wrong. I'm currently <laughs> growing out the uneven edge of my undercut and it's just like an inch and a half of sticky outy hair on a, over a clean cut undercut and I'm just living like this now for the next six months until it's long enough to put back that's not design it's not looking good <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be a cook imagine be Libra Libra is uh a criminal science or sociology major. Yeah, I mean, you're not far off. Libras love people and love for those people to be fair. <laughs> you can lend your high standards and morality to the criminal science or sociology fields. In the former, you'll be adding your perspective to find justice for others. We go with justice again. In the latter, justice. you'd be studying how, to, how groups of people function and branch out from there. You would love either because you'd be delving deep into issues that affect humans. Hey, you do that. That's, that's your course. That's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. Damn. You're not terribly far off for either of us. You are a designer. Wild. Well, that's neat. Except now all I can do is look at my weird tuft of sticky eddy hair. I'm like, just let your hair down. Just it's it. too hot. It's like 30 degrees. Wear not a sweater. No, <laughs> you're not my real dad, even though you have a dad mustache. I was going, yeah, I'm going for the Ned Flanders. You're doing it. You are doing it. We did it. That's it. We yeah. did two podcasts in a row at the appropriate time. Yeah, I'm going to go do homework, actually. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 21st episode. We'd be legal in the States now. Baby's all grown up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 21st episode of the Bicycle Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos, links to patterns and designers, and the things we talk about on our website, bicyclepodcast.ca. We are on Instagram as at bicyclepodcast. You can find me at underscore dangerous john and Kelsey at kelseygrammar23. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. Join our Discord server so that you can tell us if you've ever set your sweater on fire. Mm -hmm. Or other things. I don't know. You might knit things that are not sweaters that you want to set on fire. <laughs> I'm going to go burn shit. Have fun with that. I will. <laughs>